Having run so many challenges over the years, the absolute best piece of advice I can give you is to start at the end. What's my end goal? What do I want to sell at the end of it? You're listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. I'm Janet Murray, and I love helping coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs create super engaging content that generates leads and sales for their businesses. No one starts a business and just knows how to create engaging content. It's a skill that has to be learned and practiced. And there's always something new to learn, no matter how long you've been in business. And I know running an online business can feel messy. Perfectionism, fear, self-doubt, and other mindset stuff can stop you showing up online in the way that's best for you. So you'll get help with that too. Ready to get courageous with your content? Let's get started. If you've ever hosted an online challenge or considered hosting one, you'll know there is an incredible amount of work involved. But first off, what is a challenge? Well, essentially, it's like a free online event, although a challenge can be paid, where you coach a group of people to achieve a desired outcome, usually over a number of days. It can be weeks more on that in just a second. And typically there would be a regular daily task to complete that leads towards a specific outcome. Online challenges are a great lead magnet or they certainly can be because people get a chance to work with you over a period of time to understand your teaching methods, to learn about your product or service, to get to know you. And then you can upsell a relevant product at the end something that feels like the next natural step for them. I have run dozens of challenges over the years. And while they can be a brilliant way to bring people into your world and to help you attract new customers or clients, they are also just an incredible amount of work. Incredible. And I think until you start to create a challenge, you often don't realise just how much work is involved. So with that in mind... In this episode, I want to share three key things with you that will help you to create content for a free or could be a paid challenge without losing your mind. Having run so many challenges over the years, the absolute best piece of advice that I can give you is to start at the end. So instead of sitting down to plan your challenge by actually creating the challenge content itself or creating the promotional emails or social media posts, the very first thing I always do is start at the end. What's my end goal? What do I want to sell at the end of it? And I make a list of content that I will need in order to help me do that because let's face it, that's why I'm running the challenge. I want to attract new customers and clients into my world and into my business. So before I've even thought of the topic for my challenge, I'm thinking about what it is that I want or need to sell. So to give you an example, as I'm recording this, I'm actually running my Instagram Reels challenge. It's actually a paid challenge and this could be an entire episode on its own, but that's because over the years I have learned time and time again that people don't always value what they pay for. So last year I offered a free challenge to anyone who bought my planner, my courageous content planner, and found that while loads of people signed up for it, the engagement rate 
was quite low, really. It was about a third of people who actually signed up took active part. So what I did this year was I put a very small fee on it. So for those people who'd already invested in my planet, it was just £9. And it was, I think, £39 for people who hadn't. And already I can see much better engagement because people feel much more invested in the process. It doesn't have to be a lot, but if you've run free challenges in the past, I know this episode is about content, but it's definitely something to experiment with because I found that even putting a small charge on it can really, really change your challenge and change the results that people get. You know, we want people to get good results, even if they don't end up becoming a customer or client at the end of it. So in my case, I knew that I have my Creators Club, which is my content planning club. And ultimately, that's where I would love everyone who invests in one of my products to be. I know there is tremendous value in people being part of the club, in coming to the weekly co-working content planning sessions, in doing the monthly training with me, in coming to my Get It Done productivity sessions. I know that there is incredible value in people being part of that community. However, I also know that not everybody who comes into my world is ready to make that kind of investment and not just financially, but maybe they don't know me well enough and they don't know my teaching well enough. So this is why I've recently created a new product. It's called the Curators Kit. So it contains lots of the content that you get in the Curators Club without the coaching, without the co-working sessions, without the get it done productivity session. It's a kind of self-study version. So when I thought about planning this challenge, instead of starting to create the challenge content, which is, I guess, kind of the fun bit, well, for most people, I actually enjoy the sales content. I sat down and thought, well, that's what I want to sell at the end. What content am I going to need? Well, I'm going to need a sales page because this is a new product. Then that means for me, I always have a thank you page. I'm going to have to have a thank you page. I'm going to need a product for my online shop and I'm going to need copy for that. I'm going to need images for that. I'm going to need a bunch of sales emails because I'm going to do a launch straight after my challenge. So I need to make sure I've got all of those emails and social media posts. And you can see already that that's quite a list of content. That in itself is thousands and thousands of words. Another thing about this is that it helps you to avoid a common trap that business owners fall into when it comes to challenges. And it's creating challenges that don't logically link to the products that you want to sell at the end. So if you do your promo, you create your challenge, you're not really kind of sure. You think you're going to sell something at the end, but you're not sure. It may well be that that product doesn't feel like the natural fit. Whereas if you're really clear on what you want to sell at the end, you've already started thinking about the content, ideally starting to create that content, then you're going to be leading people towards that in the challenge. It's going to allow you to create tasks during your challenge that lead really nicely into your product. So for example, during my Instagram Reels challenge, I have been giving my clients templates every day to create their videos, which they found really helpful. Well, guess what? In the creator's kit, you get more of those templates. So you can really seed your product. I'm hosting my Instagram Reels challenge inside the group where my creator's club members are. It felt like it was better to bring people into the group for the duration of the challenge And then unfortunately, take them out again at the end. But it also means they have a chance to meet people in the club who have the content in the kit during the challenge to get to know some people. And all of those decisions that you make about whether you have a Facebook group and where it is and whether it's a pop-up or whether you run it somewhere else, all of those decisions are going to be 
better decisions for sales if you start with what you want to sell in mind. One of the things I've been able to do during my challenge this week is to invite my challenge participants to take part in one of my weekly Get It Plan sessions, which is what's available to my Creators Club members. On those content planning sessions, they've been able to experience what it's like to be a member of the Creators Club. And that was a surprise bonus that we offered people once they were inside the challenge. We've also given them a free copy of the newsletter that I send out every Monday to members of my Creators Club, which gives them 30 plus ideas using the awareness dates in my planner and case studies and examples. We've offered them the opportunity to experience that as well. So when you start with the end in mind and when you think about your upsell content, so what you're going to sell people at the end of your challenge, you can really improve not only the experience for your participants, but you can also increase the chances of making sales because you can start to do some of the things that I've mentioned there. And what you're always aiming to do in a challenge is to get to know people, help them to get to know you, but make it feel like just the natural next step to buy that product or service. And when you start at the end, you can really make sure that all happens. So once you've made your list of your upsell content, your next job is going to be making a list of the content you'll need for your actual challenge. And I would always recommend you list it out before you start creating it because there is so much and it's so easy to miss things. So typically for the actual content, you're going to need a daily task email. If that's how you're communicating with people, probably a social media post as well, if you're running your challenge inside a Facebook group. With my challenges, I tend to do a daily live. So I need another social media post then to line up my live broadcast into the group. I use a tool called Restream to broadcast into the group and I have to have separate copy and separate artwork for that. And again, when you list this all out and you think about these things and you think if you've run a challenge before, you think about what went wrong before, basically, and what you missed and what you were scrabbling around trying to find, you can start to create lists that you can reuse again. So I have content lists based on what I've done before and I keep everything in Google folders so that I can go back and see what I created for the last one. But it is an incredible amount. In my challenges, I do a daily live broadcast in the Facebook group. But I also send a little Loom video. So Loom is a tool that I use to record my screen and I put that inside the email. So again, it's about thinking about what kind of information you're going to send, what's the format going to be. If you are going to do video, what's going to be the best way to record that? Don't get bogged down too much in the tech side of things, but it's just thinking about what you might need and making sure that you don't miss anything. If you are doing live broadcasts, you might also need to have a reminder emails. We use our messenger bot very heavily in my challenges. So I have to have content. And remember, this isn't just written content. We're also talking images as well. So at this stage, you're going to be making a list of images that you might need to create or get someone to create for you. You're also going to need to think about video content possibly. So all of that is going onto your list. Once you think you've got everything down for your challenge, then it's time to think about the promo because now you're clear on what you want to sell at the end, what's actually going to be in the challenge. And by the way, you might be tweaking as you go. Then think about the promo. Then think about getting people into this challenge. Now, if you have been following my content for a while, you'll know that I am not a big fan of creating things before you've sold them. So this is important. (laughs) Listen in. Do not create all of your challenge content or commission designers to create things for you until you have promoted that 
event. So I'll just repeat that again. Do not create all of your challenge content until you have promoted it and you're satisfied you've got enough people in your challenge. Don't write all the emails for your upsell because you will only know, just like selling a product or service, you will only know if people want to be part of your challenge and if it's worth you investing the time running it when you send out your promo content. So make those lists. It's really important that you make those lists because this will give you an idea of what needs to be created and how you're going to maximize this opportunity to make sales. But what you don't want to do is to create all of this stuff up front and then three people sign up to your challenge and you realize that perhaps you have got the wrong topic or you've chosen the wrong week or whatever it might be. So make the list, but don't create the content. Okay. The last list you're going to make is your promo content. This is going to be your emails. This is also going to be social media posts that you might create. Maybe you're going to do live broadcasts. So have a think about what's worked for you before. For me, email. If you have an email list, it's usually the absolute best way. If you really want to maximize, you can create a wait list. We sometimes do that and get people excited and have to put their name on the wait list before you actually open the enrollments. And think about all of the content that you will need for that and list it out. And if it's the first time you've run a challenge, it can be hard getting the topic right. Have a think about what's your minimum. When you first get online and you start doing this kind of stuff, make no bones about it. You're probably not going to be dealing in massive numbers. It can be a great learning experience to run a challenge for a small group of people. You're still learning, you're still developing skills, you can still deliver a really great result for those people. But you may have a cutoff point. Or if you've run challenges before and you're trying out a new idea, you might say, well, I think I would need a minimum of 25 people to run this challenge or whatever it might be. So when you're not creating all of your content up front, if you've come up with an idea for a challenge and maybe it doesn't quite land with people, and this does happen sometimes when you're finding your way and you're starting to learn about online business, there's a lot to learn. And getting your title right, getting your topic right, actually creating a challenge about something people really, really want to learn. Sometimes it takes a few goes. Sometimes you might have to run a few challenges where you don't have that many people, but it's important that you think about what would happen if you put out an offer for this challenge and maybe it wasn't really what people wanted. What would you do then? The worst thing that could possibly happen is you could say to people, look, there wasn't enough take up for this challenge and absolutely ask them for feedback. Those people who you told about it and they weren't interested. What didn't interest you? It's, you have to be really courageous to do this, but it's the best thing you can do. What didn't interest you? What would I have needed to change in my sales copy for you to want to be part of this challenge? Was it too long? Was it too short? We'll come to that in just a second. But be kind to yourself and be aware that the first few times you do a challenge, you may not have people queuing up around the block to be part of it. I think it is worth doing if you've got enough people who are interested to do it, but sometimes we don't quite get it right. And giving yourself that opportunity to maybe not run the challenge or maybe tweak it is a good thing to do. You might also want to, at this stage as well, when you're listing out your content, think about, are you going to have a sales page or a thank you page? How are you going to confirm people are actually registered with the challenge? You're going to need to send them an email. How are you going to do that? So lots and lots of content to think about. and. There is so much more than you think. And just when you think you've thought of everything, every time I do a challenge, I think, right, that's it. I've done it so many times now. I always forget something. There's always something that comes up that I wish I'd thought of. 
that haven't, but I'll know for next time. So just be aware there is a lot more involved than you think. Even when you've done it loads of times, you come back and think, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So the second piece of advice I would share is that less is more. I have run dozens of challenges. I've tried all the different time lengths and I've come to the conclusion that shorter is better. I've tried 30 days, 14 days, seven days. I found five days is about the maximum that you can keep people interested and motivated. You'll still get with five days, you still will get people who drop off halfway through, but you can give people five really good tasks to do. We run competitions usually to keep people motivated and really encourage them to do all of the tasks. But less is more is about keeping the tasks really, really simple. I've seen challenges where you get your daily email and there's so much stuff to do and it's so complicated that people just feel overwhelmed and they get paralyzed and they can't do anything. So one thing, you should be able to describe the task in a social media post or a very short email or very short video. Do everything you can to make it as easy as possible. So with my Instagram Reels challenge, I provide templates. So there's one reel to make each day. I do a little video that people can watch where I explain it. And then I provide a template that people can follow. The video helps, but people theoretically could do it just by reading the text. And that's another thing to bear in mind about your content as well. Make sure it's inclusive. So providing it in different formats so people can read, they can watch, they can listen. Just think about making it as accessible as you possibly can. And not even really from a kind of disability point of view, but just recognizing that obviously that's really important, but recognizing that people learn differently and some people need written instructions. Some people prefer to watch a video and also think about all the places that people could get stuck. So with my Instagram Reels challenge, I have created some tutorial videos, but I've also managed expectations and more on this in just a sec by telling people I will give them a number of tutorials, but also making it really clear that the challenge is about empowering people to be resourceful and to solve problems and particular tech problems with things like Instagram Reels themselves. Finally, my final piece of advice is to, in the nicest possible way, assume people won't read anything you write. So having said all of that about writing clear instructions, keeping it simple, creating your content in different formats to appeal to different learning styles, but also to make sure that you're being really inclusive, you will get, and if you've done a challenge, you're probably laughing along with me now, you will get the same questions over and over again. And you will get the same questions about things that have been really clearly explained in your emails in numerous formats. <laughs> so you've written it, you've put it in a video, you've maybe created an audio version, but people will still ask you and they just don't read stuff. I've had people panicking to me about doing stuff on Instagram Reels this week. It's in the tutorials. Uh, have you watched the tutorial? I've made you this content that you asked for. Have you looked at the tutorial? No. I'm laughing because I know I'm that person that doesn't read things either. So this is no, no judgment. But if you haven't run a challenge before, just be aware that people will probably drive you mad asking you about information that you've already given. I try to get around this by being as clear as I possibly can. If you've ever had an onboarding email from me for a challenge or a product that you've bought, you've probably seen that it says in massive big letters at the top, save this email. <laughs> and the very first thing I will say is, I recommend that you make a folder for this particular product or service or challenge and you put all of the emails together. This is what to look out for. Really, you do have to spell it out for people. So think of 
everything you possibly can and things that people might ask you. And if you can get it into your onboarding email, you can direct people back to that. But also have a think about other things that you can do. As I was recording this episode, actually, I thought to myself, do you know what I should really do? I should have an FAQs post in my challenge Facebook groups. So anytime somebody asks us a question that has already been covered in their email, or they ask us where the tutorial videos are or whatever it is, we can just tag them into that post. I just thought of that idea while I was recording this episode. But the more you do it, the more you start to think of things like this. But do be aware that you have to be so clear, so straight. If you're doing a challenge for the first time, it can be good to get someone who's not involved in your business or the challenge just to read it through and say, would you understand this task? Would you understand where you needed to go to do this? Would you understand how long you had to do it? Would you understand the rules or whatever it might be? Because I've learned from experience, you have to be so, so clear. So I hope that's helped in terms of creating challenge content without losing your mind. There is so much more that I could tell you about challenges and I do love hearing from you. So if you found it useful or it's left you with some questions, then do connect with me on social media. I'm at Shan Murray UK on most social media platforms. And the creator's kit that I've mentioned should be available in a few days of this podcast going live. So do check the show notes for the link. It includes a copy of my digital courageous content planner, a physical copy if they're still available. It includes thousands of content ideas, templates for social media posts, video, text, There's Canva templates in there to help you with your designs. There's a couple of really great masterclasses. One of them is on how to generate clients while you're building your audience online, which is something a lot of people don't think of. And also a practical content planning masterclass is a really, really great investment for any business gives you everything that you would need to create content for your business. Would you like to create super engaging content about your business and do it consistently? If so, you need my Courageous Content Planner in your life. It's a gorgeous A4 desk diary that's so simple to use because it's based on my 4x4 strategy, which involves posting four styles of content four days a week. Yes, content planning really can be that easy. There's templates for daily, weekly, monthly and annual planning so you know exactly what to post, where and when, plus hundreds of ready-to-go content ideas and prompts. So you'll never run out of ideas for social media posts again and accountability trackers to keep you consistent with your posting. The Courageous Content Planner is both practical and pretty, with four gorgeous cover designs to choose from. So if you want to ditch the content overwhelm and you want a simple content plan you can actually stick to, head over to CourageousContentPlanner.com to order your copy today. for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.